Welcome everyone to the Mile High Champions League podcast. I am your host, Mish, and with me as always are two gentlemen of the night, Big Nolski and the Jackhammer. How are you boys doing this evening? I'm doing fine, even though I'm pretty sure you said that I'm a men of the night, mainly because I talked about having a lady of the night try and proposition <laughs> me today. Yes. I resent and, that. by the way, let's, let, let's take... Um, Let's take 15 seconds to talk about that. But first, Ben, how are you doing? I am fantastic. And I I, uh, I prefer the term lady of ill refute. I think you mean ill repute. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Does she like like often like go against people's will? Oh, yes, yes. That is what I mean. Well, I'm not even one drink in, so I'm just stupid. You looking for a good time? Uh, yes, I am. Well, then get the hell out of here. <laughs> Well, no. <laughs> Suck it or don't. So, anyways, um, Noel, please tell us about your running with a lady of the night this evening. Well, you Noel. see, I was delivering some product in a work truck and was sitting at a corner, and one of, I believe, about six working ladies decided to aggressively pursue a business transaction and banged on my window. And I had to tell her three or four times that I was not going to go with her. And she kept asking why. I said, I'm at work. And she said, so what? They said, I have to leave and drove away. So I, I just want to point out that um, I, I say this half talking half not. It's probably got to be a pretty tough time for, oh, yeah. for sex workers in general. Yes, yes. You know, with the COVID, I mean, there's a lot of industries hit, but... Uh, and not that I'm speaking from experience, but the, the sex worker one has got to be tough. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Unless you have a really good camera, I guess. <laughs> so I've honestly only thought about <laughs> from a financial and stock market perspective, you know, things like airlines, cruise ship, leisure industry, hotels. Really bad, Ben's like, oh, those poor whores. Oh, they just can't get it like they used to. Am I what right? Somebody am I right? think of the whores? Well, I mean, yeah, because what they can't apply for PPP. What are you going to do there? Just be like, yeah, you know, I go for PP, so I need some PPP. So, at any rate, that's a good uh, marketing. It's okay. Let's. What are we talking about here? We're fantasy, fantasy football. football. Fantasy. Oh, is that what oh, we're talking about? Right. We're not talking about Seattle hookers. We're talking about fantasy football. So let's 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 talk fantasy football, gentlemen, because I'm I'm losing it already. Um, Let's. I, I want to do a recap because unfortunately I was able. I, I, I was. I was able. I was unable to do a podcast last week. Uh, apologies there, but let's talk about what happens. So in week four, let's talk about the three awards, survival challenge, and move on. So congratulations to Nick. You are MVP of the week in week four. Joey Mixon and Knowles Titletown Warriors spanked me in week four for MVP, and then most specialist teams goes to Decky Chark. And finally, in week four, the Legend of Lincoln fell in the Survival Challenge, which is a little twist from last year. So let me explain. So last year, if a team got last place in one week and then they got it in again in another week, I just let it fly. So like if Aloha Doomgivers got it in week one like they did and then got it again in week five, well, then fine. They would get it two weeks in a row and then all of us would stay in. I'm making it more difficult this year. So if basically somebody is going to get eliminated every single week. Uh. So even if you're not the worst team, like Parker Rams, they were the third worst team this week. 
but the other two teams had already been eliminated. So the terrible creeping hand of the survival challenge came up and grabbed the Parker Rams down. So be careful, be careful friends, because even if you get like fourth or fifth worst team, you could still lose the survival challenge. So try your hardest and do your best, just like your kindergarten teacher told you to. So let's go to week five. Um, and because if you don't, you're going to end up banging on Noel's window. Asking for a good time. Just knows that you're going to have a one client prostitute. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, um, you're like I the, the lawyer in the Godfather. <laughs> yeah. Here's the, the problem is Noel's married. So it's an automatic no. So I guess you just got to try harder. Anyway, keep trying. Keep for that PPP. Most valuable team week five. Congratulations, Noel. This is your second one of the year. You are the MVT of the of the week. Uh, congratulations there. Funny thing, we had a three-way tie for MVP this week. Mike Davis on my team. Patrick Mahomes. I don't know if you guys have heard of him. He's pretty good. Patrick no. Mahomes on Decky Chark. And then Adam Thielen on the HR Buffaloes. So funny enough, the three Garziano trio, we all are going to share the week five MVP. And then finally... What? What was that, Ben? Collusion. <laughs> Collusion. Corn dog, corn dog, corn dog, corn dog. <laughs> Anyways, uh, most specialist team goes to Decky Chark. And then the survival challenge, the Parker Rams fell this week. And there's our recap. Oh, by the way, um, we are sponsored by somebody tonight from The Simpsons. I didn't look one up. And so just, just make one up. Just w- whatever you think in your mind, the first thing you think of, when you think of Simpsons, just that's who we're sponsored by. So Mr. let's talk Nick Romore. You mean Nick Riviera? Damn it. I'm completely off night. Wait, what was <laughs> I thinking of? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe a doctor of ill refute. I have no idea. <laughs> Nick. Nick. Well, I'll just go fuck myself again. Okay. Um, have fun. Anyways, let's let's talk. Uh, so let's talk. Let's do a little recap. Just a little recap because I really want to get into this next week. Because we are getting into playoff season, so I don't really want to look too much in the rearview mirror. I want to look forward and not to the left because that's where the hooker is. So let's just talk about she week was four. In the left corner, that's true. What's that, Noel? It was the left-hand corner. That's that's true. I assume so, considering just Burma, England, and I think Hong Kong drive on the right side of the road. I mean, right-hand side. They drive on the left side of the road. They are right-hand drive cars. So most of the time, if a hooker is going to approach you, it's going to be from the left, hmm. unless they're like just unintelligent and they just approach you from the right, in which case you're not going to see them. So that's just weird. Anyways, let's not talk about hookers anymore. Um, let's talk about fantasy football. So I'm going to ask each of you uh, a question here. Noel, what do you think was the most impressive performance of week five? Of week five, you say? Mm-hmm. Hmm. <laughs> wow. Um, just looking at and it. I, yeah, I'm, I'm talking about teams, not necessarily ah. individual players. Give me one second here. <laughs> well, he was MVT, so he's going <laughs> to... <he> <laughs> well, I am pretty awesome. Let's talk about <laughs> me for a second here. My balls are huge. So. Indeed. And that's probably what... I bet that hooker just smelled them. Like, <laughs> like you know... Like a tiger to a gazelle, just like, mmm, balls. And that's what, you know, <laughs> whatever. Anyways, Noel, what were you going to say? Um, well, since Ben said it, I think it, not not to praise my own team, but more so just 
DK Metcalf, who in the first half had, you know, decent numbers. You're like, oh, he'll get his projection. Then the second half was like, oh, oh. And then with oh. five seconds left in the game, catches the game-winning touchdown. And thusly, uh, without that, I would not have taken down Nick. So I'm going to go with, yeah. We'll just go with in real-life football, the Seahawks in the second half of that game against the Vikings. Sorry, Courtney. And just a last-second drive, which doesn't happen a whole lot in the NFL and was great to watch. Very good. And, Ben, what do you think? What was the uh, best performance uh, in, in Week 5? And to give you a moment to consider, allow me to impart my version of this, but on an individual basis, not a team basis. What struck me this week, because every week I look for who did the best for MVP, the best-performing, quote-unquote, player on the Littleton Spartans was the Baltimore defense, which is surprising because I don't think we've had a defense perform like 20 points in a very, very long time. That just struck me as he – he didn't win, uh, but nevertheless, it struck me as a little bit interesting that the Baltimore defense put up 20 points this week. So, Ben, now that I've given you a little time to ponder, what are you thinking – Oh boy! Um, you know, I was looking in uh, more specifically at uh, at Courtney's team. Um, I'm gonna have to kind of go uh, start with Kelsey because um, Kelsey is is living up to his hype as as usual. But I do want to point out that in the reverse, the, the Kansas City had a very interesting game, uh, forty to thirty two loss. Um, going to in the opposite direction. <laughs> I had Kansas City defense in my other league, cost me negative point one point. So uh, just goes to show, you know, it it, it, it could be an interesting year. Um, I, I don't have any hope for the Broncos, but um, maybe uh, maybe there's uh, you know cracks in the, the Kansas City armor. Oh, there you go. I heard okay. some, or read something where somebody said that Kansas City has a flaw, which is when they don't take an opponent seriously. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that can happen. Well, I mean, it can happen to anyone playing the Raiders. <laughs> true. That's very true, Ben. That is very, truer words were never spoken, Mr. Bruce. <laughs> truer words were never spoken. And that's why they call you the jackhammer, because of words. Everyone calls me that, especially at work. <laughs> Do they? That's no. Seems- <laughs> Almost like an HR issue. So let's uh, let's go on to week six, and I have a couple things here. So we are heading into a couple interesting points for the season. We are heading into the bye week, Tempest. We're heading into that point where it's really the push to get into the playoffs, and there are some already some teams that are showing some very strong potential here. And that for you, Benjamin, actually is uh, you're four and one. You're leading the Pacific Division right now. Followed closely behind by Noel at three and two, in the Atlantic, Vanessa's winning four and one. Followed closely by Molly at three and two, and in the Mountain, it's a little bit more of an even game with Brandon and Courtney both three and two here. Now, looking at the overall season stats, I found a couple interesting things here. Number one, this is quintessentially Brandon. He has made zero. Zero waiver wire acquisitions through five weeks. Wow. <laughs> I remember when we played in the in the Colorado Bowl in 2012. Uh, I had a team that was almost exclusively from the waiver wire. The only people I played that were 
actually that I drafted was Calvin Johnson, I believe, and that was it. In fact, Noel, you'd appreciate this. Do you remember you, – this is really, really esoteric, so I don't expect you to, but do you remember the quarterback I started for that game? Uh, 2012, you say? Yes, and I ask you specifically because you have an experience with a roommate who absolutely oh abhors God. this quarterback. I, oh, so to be honest, before you said the hint, I was going to say uh, – oh, I can't remember his name now. His not, name well, no, is Mr. – I know it's Rex Grossman, but my <laughs> guess was going to be a Browns quarterback that now I can't remember his name. Um, but no, yeah. Rex Grossman. So you started him when he had his like backup stint with the uh, Washington football team? That's exactly right. And he did exactly what you'd expect. He did okay. <laughs> if it wasn't for, I think Megatron had like 200 yards and two touchdowns. And I also had Sean Moreno when he was absolutely studly. So those, those two guys won it for me. But what I found interesting is exactly what I see here. Brandon drafts extremely well. And he rides oh, yes. that team for the entire season. I typically don't draft well, and right now I have the second most waiver wire acquisitions right behind uh, Larson, Matt Larson, who is number one at 21. I have 19. So um, I'm generally very, very active on the waiver wire, and it's typically, typically to stream quarterbacks, defenses, punters, and kickers because those to me are a dime a dozen. I could just get those pretty much anywhere. But Brandon, man, that dude – if, if, if you could actually make a career out of fantasy football outside of like Matthew Barry just talking about it, like actually playing and making money, I would, I would say Vanessa and Brandon could just make a living off of this because those two consistently do very well. And Noel, quite frankly, you do as well. You've won it, what, three times now, the John Elway Trophy? I think so, at least two. At least, I want to say it's, I want to say it's three. I, I don't have. Oh, how could I possibly forget? <laughs> <laughs> I win so much. It's it's hard to remember how much I win. But at any rate, let's uh, let's talk about okay. thing. This old you just are you just wearing all your rings on your fingers right now? Yes, just like weighing you down. Yeah, I hope you do that every single day. That's probably what what drew the hooker to you. <laughs> like the, the shiny the rings. <laughs> it's like that dude's loaded, or at least he's really good at fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> at any rate, all right, gentlemen. Let's talk week six. What do you think? Let's let's talk a couple things here. Because as we as we've already talked about in previous podcasts, we're doing this completely unscripted because fuck it. I mean, right? That 2020 is the year of fuck it. Okay. So let's uh let's talk. And again, we're gonna start with mine just because it's at the top. It's not hubris. It's at the top of my screen. And frankly, I want to get it over with because my team blows this year. But <laughs> I want uh, each of you, if, if you don't mind please. Ben, I would like you to start if you would. Tell me who you think is going to win and then tell you who tell me who you think the impact player on each team is going to be. And try to ignore the fact we were talking about this uh, uh, heading into the heading into the, the uh, podcast. There are 29 players currently oh, questionable in the entire Mile High Champions League on the active roster or bench and I currently own seven of them. Uh, four of my starters are questionable, and three of my bench players are questionable. So it's kind of like that's going to hurt. It's going to hurt. It's it's a swift kick to the nutsack. So Benjamin and Noel, please tell me who you think is going to win this week, 
on each side and who the impact player on each team is going to be, presuming that one of my players actually plays. <laughs> presuming, I mean, we, we're not even through the week of potential COVID. And, oh, it's, it's just, it's, you got to be really creative this year, which is, which is shocking to me that the Brandon hasn't picked anybody up. Um, just, you know, <laughs> based on the fact there's so many games have been moved. But uh, so, yeah, let's just dive into this uh, right now. Um, the projections got, got you guys both a dead center, which, you know, again, it's not too meaningful at this point. Um, but shit. So you know, let, let's look at this more, more specifically. Uh, you, I mean, you're not Mike Davis is projected at 20 and that's the biggest projection. Luckily he's not questionable. I think for you, Mike, the, <laughs> you, the, with four questionable people currently on your, your lineup, that's going to probably translate to one or two people out. Um, so that's going to be a, a tough factor for you. Um, and it looks like uh, Josh's team has some some good matchups. Uh, let's see. At Jacksonville, at Tennessee, uh, David Johnson. Um, this is going to be it's going to be tough, but I, I think I think Josh is kind of due for a bigger game. Uh, Minshew is is yet to pop. Um, you know, Jonathan Taylor has has been pretty pretty steady all year. Uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna give this one to to Josh, but I think it's gonna be be a close one that could go either way. Very good. And Noel, what do you think? Not to be boring, but I agree with Ben as far as it's probably gonna be close and could go either way. But I I think Minshew is getting too much hype because he's playing against that god-awful Detroit defense. But <laughs> it's the Jags, and Minshew has uh, yet to be the maniac people thought he'd be this season. Goff, that the San Francisco defense is not what it once was. It's hurting. So I, Goff there. I like Kareem Hunt, it, you know, assuming he plays, but I think he will. He usually bounces back, and Nick Chubb is out for a while. Uh, basically, Mike, with the exception of Mike Evans, I like a lot more upside if your team plays, I, and I know you're going to swap out some players too, because you have to, uh, I just, to me, I don't think that Mike Evans will be the factor that he usually is because the Green Bay defense is still kind of crappy against the run, but they're not bad against the pass. So Evans, unless he catches touchdown passes, also assuming he plays. And, but then from there, you know, it's really, it's Jonathan Taylor going against a bad Bengals defense. T.J. Hawkinson, who's hit or miss. David Johnson, who's mostly been missed even this season. And James Conner playing against a, okay, Cleveland defense. But, no, Mike, if you get your team of questionables going, I like you in this game. But I also like this game to be close either way. Just for record, that would be a good fantasy team name, the team of questionables. Yes, indeed. <laughs> I wholeheartedly agree. And I, I do have to – I mean, I, I'm bitching here just because, you know, I'm bitching. But You're right. Josh has four questionable players here. So really, I mean, we're both kind of up up, up a creek here. Um, well, thank you. No, I, I appreciate both of your guys' comments there. And um, as a bit of trivia, I thought the, the listeners in the league might enjoy two of my players have dick injuries. So <laughs> I, was, I was wondering if that was going to come up. <laughs> yes. And we'll leave it at that. Okay. Let's go on to the next game. Uh, Vanessa versus Ben here, and you know what, Ben? You take a breather. Just take a drink. <laughs> I just relax. 
um, you know, have a good time. Nolan and I will, will take care of this one. Um, you're projected to win, most notably <laughs> because Vanessa has two players on – no, three players on bye week this week um, and two players on her bench are on bye week. So as I struggle with questionable – Vanessa struggles with bye week players, so she is projected forty eight points this week. Um, you are actually projected Benjamin to score um, almost double what she has. So, congrats! I guess it's um, <laughs> probably the kiss of death. Let's be perfectly honest. Yeah, but here's the thing: is both of you guys are in such great positions. You're the four and one teams in the league right now. So, this is really a clash of the titans in at least in week six. So I, I mean, assuming Vanessa does some moves here with her team, I nevertheless think that you're going to win this week, Ben, for a couple reasons. Number one, you don't even have a defense in right now. So whenever you pick up a defense, uh, I think you're going to obviously boost your points above a projected 100 score. Number one. And number two, Vanessa has to make a lot of tough decisions this week because all the players that are on by are good players, except for perhaps Drew Brees, who's struggling this year. So Vanessa has a lot to do, and because her 4-1 and record, she's not going to have waiver wire priority. So given the fact that you have what you have been, I think this is your week to lose. But because Vanessa's team is so good, I ultimately think this is going to be a very, very fun game to watch. So... I think you have the edge in this, Ben. But nevertheless, if Vanessa can do some waiver wire magic, she's going to be competitive. Noel, what do you think? I agree. Uh, also, it's kind of interesting. And I don't want to laugh because when I think week eight hits, I'm going to look a lot like this on my team. I did not manage the bye week very well. Uh, yeah, I, obviously, I think she'll drop Drew Brees. I don't. I say this. This is going to sound silly. I don't think she'll keep two punters, but I understand why she staff why she stashed you shut Sam your Martin mouth. because Sam Martin is the best one of the best punters in the league and on our uh, Broncos right now. So I understand why she stashed him for later. So I think she'll probably keep him, dump Johnny Hecker, uh, and then to Ben's team, Roethlisberger. You have to like against that Cleveland defense, which is okay, as I said. Uh, Raheem Mostert can just hit at any moment, but you never know with that. That's a good Rams defense. Odell Beckham Jr., Mike, he, he's finally relevant again, but for yep. Ben's team, so congrats, Ben. Higby, yep. I think, has a good game. Drake has a good game because that Dallas defense is bad. Ben, I, I agree with Mike. This is your game to lose, but it'll be interesting to see because Vanessa does a very good job of managing her roster as well. So no I'm sure she'll do some uh, shrewd things that'll keep it competitive. But Ben, like, you have a lot, lot more upside in your roster than I see things like, you know, T Todd Gurley. That seems nice, but that maybe from two years ago. But everything else, I like. You know, when you have the punter for the Jets, you're doing a good job. <laughs> That's true, Brendan Man. <laughs> Man, good job, Benjamin. All right, Noel. <laughs> I now you read. get the break. You get the break, and Benjamin and I are going to uh, tear apart this week. So we have another good game here with the Warriors at 3-2 and two and the Spartans also at 3-2. and two. Now, Brandon obviously is going to swap out Prescott for Aaron Rodgers. I mean, he'd what? be – You sure? I, I'm fairly sure, and here's why. Uh, <laughs> Dak Prescott is out, and Aaron Rodgers is the sixth-ranked quarterback 
throughout for, so far this season. So uh, unless Brandon is just high as a kite, he is going to make that that move, which will bring the win probability a little bit more in line. Noel, you are projected to win right now, but that's just because Brandon technically has no quarterback. So I think when he swaps in, uh, what's that guy's name? Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, he's pretty well, that good. Guy. Um, well, he's been averaging guy. 25 points a game, which would actually give Brandon the edge here. However, you also don't have a tight end. So once you put in a tight end, presuming, I don't know if you want to put in Hunter Henry or not, he's been getting 10 points. He's on a bye uh, week. That, oh, <laughs> so bye-bye. not him. Um, Someone. You are, you are going to get a tight end who is going to score you between 8 and 12 points. Let's put it that way. You throw in a tight end at, let's just say, uh, for our number's sake, 7. That puts you at a projected score of 110. Brandon puts in Aaron Rodgers, who's been averaging 25.5 points. That puts him at a projected score of 111. That means that this is a toss-up, if there ever was one. Brandon still needs a tight end, too. And Brandon still needs – actually, okay, so good point. Brandon still needs a tight end, so if he throws in one, Brandon is projected to win. Is that accurate, Ben? Do you think Brandon is going to win this week? Oh, uh, never, never bet against the uh, dynasty, right? Nope. Um, <laughs> of course, they're they're. These are, this is always this is kind of a matchup of the dynasty, and they both have three three and two record. And quite honestly, I mean, I think they're probably more like a four and one team. Um, I w- I'm glad I'm not playing either of them this week. Of course, I'm not really happy I'm playing Vanessa. Uh, so yeah, d- digging into this, like I. I, I Projection wise, it, I would call it pretty much dead even. I mean, you know, plug in Rogers, you're gonna you're gonna even that up to almost zero. Um, you know, both both don't no tight ends right now. Um, of course, it's it's odd that I'm looking at this and it gives Brandon the edge on tight end, even though neither, <laughs> even though he's not playing. <laughs> uh, they're both getting at zero points, but at least it's at least he's starting somebody. Yep. Um, yeah, I think I'm going to. That being said, um, I like Kyler Murray at Dallas. I think he's going to do a lot of good things. Uh, Eric Jones and Tampa Bay. I mean, Noel's got a lot of of home games for his team, and I think that'll that'll show up. I mean, despite the fact that there's not going to be a lot of fans, yeah, COVID. Ignore that. Um, I, I I think it's going to be a, a super close one, but I'm going to give it to, to Noel. And there we go. So let's go on to the next game of the week. Decky Chark versus Galloping Gonorrheas. Uh, Molly is projected to win this week. And I can't believe it didn't, for the record, I can't believe he didn't change his name after all the, the shit giving. That's a good point. Uh, he has not changed his name. And so he will be Gonorrheas until uh, until he does. So let's, let's look at this. So Molly is projected to win, but... Gonorrhea does not have a defense in right now. So assuming you get 8 to 12 points there, as well as it's like basically like a tight end, then it's going to bring it up to about 105 here. So that would suggest that Molly still has an edge here. Uh, gentlemen, and we'll start with Noel first. Why do you think Grant could win this week? Ezekiel Elliott, because like they should have been doing earlier in the season. They have, they're going to be feeding, or, sorry, the, I like 
Grant winning because of Ezekiel Elliott because they will have to feed him the ball unless they really believe in Andy Dalton. <laughs> Nobody believes in Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton doesn't believe in Andy Dalton. Exactly. So I I really like that there. Um, yeah, that's that's my one player. And one reason why is Ezekiel Elliott has to be the offense with Prescott out. He just has to be. If he's not, it'll suck for Grant, but it won't make any sense. So please don't do that, Mike McCarthy. Please don't do that. Honestly, I think I think that not, not to interject here and all, but oh no, I was, I was done. Go ahead. Okay, well that makes it easy. I think that's a that's something that Grant's been been missing this season is is a power player. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, everyone like so we got like the number three rank running back, number three rank wide receiver. That's good, but just you know, um, looking at you know uh, not a lot going on at, at quarterback twenty first rank. I I, th- I think he's. He's got a decent team, but I don't think people have popped like they they should have. He's due. He's due. Well, he's due. Yeah, I mean, I think that's there is something to be said for that. Like, if your team is good enough to make the playoffs, it usually it will show. I mean, there is definitely the the curse of the bad luck that, that we've all faced throughout the our fantasy careers. But um, let's be honest. Like, he's he Grant knows football. And uh, he's he drafts pretty well. I think it. I think if he gets one of those those players to to blow up the season, he's going to be competitive again. Lovely. Well, that's a, that's a fantastic analysis, Ben. And and one last thing on this game, and then we'll move on. Um, did you guys notice without actually clicking on Ezekiel Elliott, his haircut makes him look like he's wearing Mickey, Mickey Mouse, Mouse ears? Yep. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Benjamin. I appreciate that. All right, let's go on to the pineapple-loving Aloha Doomgivers versus the Parker Rams. Two teams that really need to start winning here. The Doomgivers are 2-3 and three and the Rams are 1-4. I thought you were going to which... say two teams that hate each other. <laughs> uh, maybe. I don't, I don't yeah. know. Just because it's cliche. These two teams hate each these other. These two teams are going to go Are at... you trying to start a rivalry here? No, no I just used to random football douchebaggery conversations, I suppose. They just hate each yeah, other. Right. <laughs> well, they're both named Matt. This will be the Matt Bull. Matt Grudge <laughs> match. <laughs> yeah. That was the lamest bowl since That's just every bowl game the Rams have been in. Dumb. <laughs> so, all right. Th- yeah, this looks like a fairly mediocre matchup here. Nothing really extraordinary here. Um, so let's, let's just let's rip this apart, and I would like to do it in a very, hmm, how should we do this? Okay, I'm going to actually turn over the crown to Benjamin. I abdicate to you as commissioner. Benjamin, you lead the last two games here, and you tell Noel and I what you would like us to do. Oh, okay, so we're going to outsource this. As as always, people, this is, this is unscripted. Uh, we try not to swear, but fuck this shit. Yeah, well, no, right. we don't try to not swear. Are you fucking kidding me? We always <laughs> swear in this thing. Oh, yeah. I have to put explicit when I when I when I publish the podcast because we do drop f bombs, we drop m bombs, we drop apostrophe bombs. <laughs> like we drop everything here. What's an apostrophe bomb? I, I can't say it. I can't say it. We'll earmuffs. Be banned. Earmuffs. Not your word. <laughs> <laughs> That's our word, Benjamin. You can't use it. <laughs> the apostrophe. Anyway, before we get into the the worst territory possible, 
Okay. Well, let's uh, let's I'm gonna take a quick look a rundown of this game. All right. Uh, creativity on the spot is my strong suit. All right, <laughs> boys. What I want you to do is. Um, when you are describing who you think is going to win, mispronounce the last names of the players as horribly possible as you can. Oh, God. And, Noel, let's start with you. Uh, Good luck. Well, you see here, I have a hard time believing... Actually, I don't even know who the hell is going to win this game. But uh, So, fun fact... I had a hard time remembering what uh, the quarterback for the Bills' first name is. I couldn't remember if it was Jacob or Jake or James or Jim. It's white man, Alan. (laughs) Or Joshua, Alien, uh, per Ben's rules. But, uh, you know, this should be a game between what you think is, like Ben, you you texted earlier this week, or Jackson, Jackson just hasn't uh, popped yet. But it's Philadelphia, and their defense is horrible this year. I like him to have a bounce-back week much more than I like uh, Josh Allard <laughs> against the Kansas City defense, which is underrated, believe it or not. They're not good, but they're also underrated somehow. Um, and from there, I I know the – and I, I feel bad. Like, I pick it on Kedfield every week, like – He's going to lose. But the matchups are just a lot better for Matt Larson so far this week. Uh, even with uh, Josh uh, Blake flabs <laughs> on a bye week. Uh, and <laughs> the fact that Larson has Le'Veon Balls on his bench, who is now a free agent, and who knows what he's going to play again. Like That's how... That's how bad the Jets situation is that oh my God. he got released. He gets paid $6 million not to play. And not playing is a lot better than playing for the Jets. So g- good job there, Le'Veon. And I guess it is bad, though, that the only other non-questionable player on Larson's bench is Kirk uh, Casino. And... Uh, <laughs> Obviously, you can't start him. I I like I do like some upside here on Kenfield's team with Jackson and DJ Monroe and Rex <laughs> Roroni. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, no, no one has any idea what we're talking about. <laughs> honestly, I I think this comes down to quarterback play and. Believe it or not, I'm going to go back to what I said. If it comes down to quarterback play, I like Jackson having a much better bounce back week than Josh Alien, even though James Alien has had a much better season so far than what we thought Jackson would have. Follow that nonsense up, Mike. I don't (laughs) know if I can, but I will do my best. So the Aloha Room Givers, I think... Wait, that's not how it goes. So the Doom Givers, I think, will... God, I actually think they're going to win this week just because the Rams, they are struggling. As So let me preface my comments with 
I'm going to mispronounce their names the way that they're actually spelled. Um, so bear with me here. So Josh no, Elaine, <laughs> Josh Frankenfurter of the <laughs> Buffalo quarterback. <laughs> Uh, maybe, maybe, I'll just, maybe I'll just make up food names for their last their nice. So Josh Frankenfurter of Buffalo, I think, <laughs> is totally underrated. Like he's done so well this year. He's the fourth best quarterback through five weeks. I really think he's going to do well. Now, Lamar Ham Sandwich for who's this? <laughs> oh, Canfield. Uh, he he's actually underperforming. He's quote unquote only number ten. I mean, that's it's still impressive, but it's not. He's definitely not living. Oh, I could do that. Wait, no, no, I could. Uh, no, as wonderful as all of our players in the Mahat Chip, well, pretty much, let's just say pretty much everybody that plays fantasy football, um, <laughs> unless you're actually in the NFL playing fantasy football, you're probably not good enough to play the NFL. Let's just put it that way. So, um, Clyde Edwards Tortilla Chip, I think, is actually going to do very well because it, they. They didn't do that well last week, the Chiefs, that is. And I think that they really need to bounce back. So I think he'll absolutely just trounce Miles Sanders here, who hasn't had a bad year. But the Eagles just look bad. They just don't look good. So I think that they're, they, the Chiefs, will be able to outperform. So Mike, without can going, interject? Yeah, please. The Philadelphia Eagles offensive line has had so many injuries that simply because I am fat, I might be able to play for their offensive line because it's so depleted. That's it. <laughs> no, <laughs> you are not fat. These these what? offensive linemen, like, I'm a snack to them. Like, I, I, I am an hors d'oeuvre to these people because they just, they are uh, they are large and in charge. But you are not, Noel, so, so don't worry about it. But let, let, let's just... I, Kind of looking at the entire picture here. Oh my god! I just realized I was doing Trump hands. Like I was moving my. <laughs> oh my god! Why? Why? <laughs> I was just like, oh man! I like was, you're I off moving, script. I was moving my hands back and forth like I was measuring things. Like, okay. Anyways, um, I'm just gonna tell you. I think the Doom Givers are gonna win this week. End of story. Let's move on. Yes, let's let's do that. So is this last game, uh, Nick versus uh, Courtney, Space Force versus the Legend of Lincoln. Let's let's uh, dive into this mess of a wonderful game. <laughs> this one should be should be good, but uh, so I haven't figured out what shenanigans I'm going to instruct you guys to do this time. Um, maybe just call everyone Tom Brady. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> Tom Brady should do better than Tom Brady, but I really like Tom Brady in this case. That's like late nineties Madden games. I like the defense in this game because the offense has a great defense. What? Oh man, what? What no. are you talking about? Sixty-four bits. <laughs> quick, quick, uh, quick, quick side note on Tom Brady since it, it, it feels it feels like it's a less of a story than it should have been this year. I feel like. Eighth ranked position is is kind of exactly where I might have anticipated Brady to be. Like, not not cream of the crop anymore, but not bad by any means. Like, you know, you, you're there, there's if, if you got the eighth ranked quarterback, you're probably doing okay. Uh, so I think it's interesting, especially being on a new team and Gronk is kind of a non factor. I mean, it's hard to say Brady's not so Brady, but long, long year left, and we'll we'll see. Uh, so, getting back to the matter at hand, 
Gentlemen, I want you to tell me who you think is going to win this game. And for whoever you think is not going to win the game, you need to say something very nice about them. <laughs> Yay. Sunshine and rainbows. Uh, can I start, Noel? I'll Go give ahead. you a little time to think. Um, I believe that Nick is going to win this game because he's only three points behind the projection and he doesn't have a lead running back in right now. So as wonderful and spectacular as Courtney's team is, I really truly believe that that flowers and starlight and sunshine about her team, but Space Force should win this week uh, just because I, I believe that it just looking, you know, it's kind of funny about Tom Brady. I did not expect him to be top 10 quarterback. I mean, he's kind of defying gravity at this point. If you look at other elder statesmen in the sports, like Philip Rivers, like Drew Brees, Drew Brees and Philip Rivers are playing their age. They're not bad because they are pretty good quarterbacks, but they're also not great either. I think Tom Brady is outperforming. I think that's a, a mix of just having offensive weapons um, and, and a bit of luck, quite frankly. I think at the end of the year, Tom Brady's going to finish somewhere in the teens. I really – I think he's well past his prime. I think he's at least five years past his prime here. But it is still impressive, nevertheless, for him to be a top-10 quarterback at his age because I have I have no idea. He's, he's early 40s. I know that much. But, shit, when I'm in my early 40s – I hope to at least be able to like work out, let alone play in the NFL. So kudos to Tom Brady and wonderful sparkles magic for the legend of Lincoln. But I think that Space Force is going to win this week. No, uh, Michael, thank you for that. That was uh, very nice uh, weird. to say about your wife. And yeah, weird as hell. <laughs> I agree with the, you know, the analysis. I mean, I, I, I hate to belabor this point, but um, I've just been so curious to see how Patriots would do without Brady and Brady would do it without Patriots. And uh, it, it's just been a mixed bag. You know, it's like they've neither have done horribly since, but I think the matchup with Brady and Green Bay and, and Rogers should be a, a really good one. So Noel, uh, with the same premise, uh, please give us your analysis. All right. Even with the time to look at this, I'm having a hard time picking a winner because I actually think this, uh, Remember, Mike, we used to call these things the game of the week. This is my game of the week here because apart from, is it Daryl Henderson Jr. for the Rams and the empty slot currently in uh, Nick's running back spot, I, I don't like either of those players. Obviously, someone who's not playing and then someone who is in a backfield where the coach is saying that he loves a running back by committee approach. But... Why I say this, I believe, is going to be a shootout is because look at the benches, and Courtney has Devontae Adams ready to come back after two weeks off where he was just tearing things up for the first two weeks. And that leaves, I would imagine, depending on what happens with Kareem Hunt and his balls, or Dick, <laughs> if you will, um, oh boy, that either... Dernis Johnson will move into that spot, and Devontae Adams will move up into the uh, that slot. I don't know what the fuck I'm saying. And Robbie Anderson will stay there. Or Devontae Adams will take over for Robbie Anderson, and that is just 
you look at that. That's just a huge ton of upside right there. But then you have Deshaun Watson or Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins against a very bad Dallas secondary, one of the worst in the league. Mark Andrews against a beat-up Philadelphia Eagles defense. Tyreek Hill, who can just go nuts. Justin Jefferson, who was quiet last week, but shouldn't be quiet against that oh-so-bad Atlanta defense that was so bad that got their coach fired. Steelers defense gets the Browns, which actually isn't as horrible as it sounds. That was not meant to rhyme. Uh, But even still... I hate to do this, Courtney, but I like Nick in this game just because even with Devontae Adams back, I think that it's not enough firepower to overcome the firepower that Nick has this week. So uh, Courtney, as I said in the podcast before, is a rock star. She is super charismatic, super sweet, a great friend, all these things. Uh, and But I think, unfortunately, she doesn't have enough fantasy firepower to overcome Nick this week. Well, um, so unanimous decision on that, but uh, yeah, I think it'll be a good one. Uh, so, gentlemen, thank you both. Um, Mike, I think I might turn it back over to you unless you have more instructions for me. Uh, no, I think uh, – thank hell. you, Benjamin. Oh, yeah, there is that. <laughs> that was – that was – no, that wasn't me. I promise you. I'm a man um, of ill refute. <laughs> How dare you? No. I, was, I was thinking of changing my team name to the Ladies of Ill Refute. <laughs> just, just own it for the rest of my life. <laughs> just own it, Ben. I mean, shit. Yeah, because you're the first person in history that's ever said something that was a gaffe. Because yeah, that that's the first time that's happened. Ever uh, happened, and it'll never We're happen on this again. Podcast. <laughs> yeah, I mean, shit. We've been doing this podcast, I think, for what four years now, and let's see. Oh, this is the fifth year of the podcast, actually. And so, yeah, um, if you go back throughout our history, I guarantee you there's at least 100 times I've said something very, very stupid. Per episode. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, um, let's uh, uh, step back. Ben, thank you for for spearheading that. I actually really appreciate that. I'm I'm curious and uh, just to see how you guys would want to do it. And Noel, next week um, or next time we record, certainly you can uh, take the take the lead there and just kind of fuck around with Ben and I. So, gentlemen, we've been talking for a while here about a little bit of fantasy football, a little bit of love, a little bit of that, a little bit of this. Um, is there anything else you want to impart upon our people tonight before we depart? Well, I would say yes, but we were I was told not to talk about hookers anymore, so I got to <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, I would say just because we're seeing spikes again, don't feel like we're over covid. Wear your masks, clean your hands up, don't uh, go to big events with people, and let's uh, do that so that we can go to big events with people again and you know, hug everyone once again. I miss hugging people. I miss handshakes. It's weird. It it is weird. Just bump elbows like, "Hey, good to see you, Dink." I miss dining out. I miss I miss like going to restaurants and stuff. Which I, I'm not a huge person to spend a lot of money on restaurants and stuff. And by the way, yes, I said dining out. I'm not going to say I miss eating out. Just for all you perverts out there. So I I miss going to restaurants <laughs> and such. Like going to. 
as something as simple as McDonald's, I really, really miss because I'm white trash and I really enjoy just going to McDonald's and, and stuff like that. Or just having the freedom to be like, hey, do you want to order a pizza tonight? So, yes, I think all of us here, all 12 of us in the Mile High Champions League, we're a small brotherhood of people who are enjoying our time together because 2020 has been a year that can just go fuck itself. So let's all let's all join hands. Let's all be strong together and know that in future years with the Mile High Champions League, it will not be like this, and we will be stronger and better because of this. So, Benjamin, Noel, is there anything you would like to leave tonight? 2020, go fuck yourself. I concur. Well said, well said gentlemen. Okay. Well, and then that, folks, will be the end of our podcast. <laughs> because why the fuck not? So let's uh, let's wrap it up there. Uh, unless you guys want to talk about anything else. You guys want to talk about politics? You guys no. want to talk oh, yeah, that sounds like, like a great idea. No! Nominations? You, you guys want to talk about stuff? Yeah, um, okay. Sir! All right. Brian, oh, 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 I got a question for you guys. PlayStation 5 or Xbox, which one are you guys going to get? Well, I mean, the smart money's on on PlayStation, but I'm a I'm a Halo tool, so I'm sure I'm going to get Xbox. I, too, no. am a tool, so I'm going with Xbox, even though I know it's not as good. Uh, I actually, well, here's the thing. I actually think that, so, to take us down kind of a happy route, because I didn't want to leave on a sad note, I think the Xbox specs are actually better than the PlayStation 5. I think as a machine, the Xbox is better than the PlayStation. How, and this is actually the first time in the last several generations that that's been true, because the PlayStation has really been yeah, quite a good machine. Now, what PlayStation has done better than Xbox, clearly, except for Halo, is the games that are unique to the PlayStation. Because, yes, like, The Last of Us, Spider-Man, like, all of their exclusives have been so much better than the Microsoft yes, ones. I, the I only agree. two that Microsoft does extremely well are Halo and Fots... Fots Jesus Christ. Where is it? Thank you. <laughs> I'm on my fourth drink, fourth, fourth and a half. Is fourth a word? Yeah. So, yeah, thank you. All right. So, <laughs> Forza and Halo are the only two games that Microsoft really owns well when it comes to the Xbox. So, beyond that, I think that um, PlayStation owns the exclusives. However, did you guys see that Microsoft bought? Bethesda Studios. I did not. I did not either. So, Elder Scrolls, Fallout, mm -hmm. all yep. of the Bethesda titles are now under Microsoft's hood. So, if you want to play those games, you got to be an Xboxer. So, I think Microsoft, because of their basically infinite money cash, is just like, yeah, fuck it. Why not? We got the money. Might as well spend it. So, long story short, and this is, you know, we're still talking about fantasy football because. Uh, Tom Brady. There we go. Tom uh, Brady. <laughs> um, I think the Xbox this generation is going to be ultimately better than the PlayStation, not just from a hardware perspective, but because of the fact that they're actually going to have better software as well in exclusives, not just with Halo, not just with Forza, but because they own Bethesda Studios, they're going to own things like the Elder Scrolls series. So, for you nerds out there, you're fucking welcome. Um, is there anything else <laughs> you guys want to talk about tonight? Well, you know, a, a quick quick side note on, on, on the besides the gaming, 
I just I think the next the big thing is, you know, we use our Xboxes for all streaming services. At least I do. So I think that's the next next big one is, you know, the immersion experience that that the next console cre- will create, and we'll see. I think that's just going to be a, a test of time. You talking like Pornhub VR? Well, <laughs> of course that's that's first on my list, but it's not only what I'm talking about. Oh right, okay, all right. Wink, wink. Sounds good, Benjamin. Um, <laughs> all right, let's sign off because we're 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 spending a lot of people's time here. Noel, is there anything else you want to talk about tonight? No, I am good, sir. Ben, is there anything else you want to talk about tonight? Nah, nah. All right, wonderful. Uh, ladies and gentlemen of the jury, I hope you've decided whether or not we're worth listening to in the future. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for being part of the Mile Champions League. And Noel, please send us out. Go Broncos! All right. Actually, time out. Time out. We're going to extend this podcast a little bit more. Noel, please don't feel obligated to say go Broncos anymore just because the Broncos are just so bad. So bad this year. So as much as we want to cheer for the Broncos, you, I don't want to feel obligated uh, to, to say whatever, to say go Broncos. So please. You beat the Jets. <laughs> uh, ben, I think the three of us on this podcast tonight could beat the New York Jets right now. <laughs> so it's not exactly an accomplishment I would you know, put up on not. the mantle forever. <clears throat> so, Noel, you're welcome to say whatever you want. We are a, a freedom-loving podcast here. Um, but I don't want you to feel like you have to say go Broncos in the future just because we blow so hard right now. So anyways, ladies and gentlemen, thank you again for listening. Noel, please send us out however you so desire. Let's get to the point someday where it's go Broncos, not go Broncos. <laughs> Good point. All right. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Take care of yourself. America.